What is in the safe smoking kit? Uh, a safe smoking skin may contain alcohol swabs, lip balm, other materials. Republicans seek to take control of the House of Representatives. Republicans are going to retake both the House and Senate. A liberal MSNBC host warning Democrats about the potential for a red wave. Do we have any sort of canary in the coal mine type indications of where we may be headed on that front? Fox News is calling the Virginia governor's race for Republican Glenn Youngkin. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this... Good Thursday to all of you and welcome to the Ruthless Variety program. That was Jen Psaki, who evidently was asked about the crack pipes that the administration yeah. is purportedly distributing to drug addicts across this the, the, country. She was getting questions about the Build Crack Better program. <laughs> the Build Crack, crack Better's better. gone, Build like Crack that. Better. That's I, what we're doing. I, I like that her pivot is, you know, we're really concerned about the lip balm situation <laughs> for America's drug users. America's crack pipe smokers have incredibly chapped lips, Michael. I'm, I'm <laughs> surprised you're so insensitive it's to just that. incredible. It's amazing. Uh, let's get into this I, because there's more audio and we want to put this in context. There's a lot of questions out there about whether they're actually distributing the crack pipes. We'll get to all of that. First, I got to say today's sponsor, Americans for Public Trust. You've heard them before. We've got a segment in the uh, later half of the show. They're a great organization. Really happy to have their sponsorship again. Let's get into it, fellas. Let's talk about these crack pipes. It's okay. So I'm furious about this. It goes beyond disbelief. Because it's it's like we we're discussing the other episode about how Dems have this like united front of like media groups and, and whatever like S- Snopes and everyone jumps up and is like oh actually uh, claims that the Biden administration are distributing crack pipes are false or, or like they rated it what like mostly false yeah, yeah. like the truth is yes, yes. crack pipes are in a, a smoking health uh, <laughs> kit so so sm- so sm- what Smug's referring to is this story that was in the Washington Free Beacon. Right. Right. And so the reporting here, the headline is Biden administration to fund crack pipe distribution (laughs) to advance, quote, racial equity. Right. Right. And then, you know, that story obviously gets a ton of attention. Yeah. I mean, it's a very controversial thing to be doing. Right. And then you've got Snopes uh, does a little bit of a fact check. Yeah. Um, So Snopes uh, says the story is mostly false. Okay. Um, How do they explain this? Well, yeah, no. So, so, so the top here, the introduction says, in early 2022, the Biden administration endeavored to advance racial equity by distributing crack pipes to drug users. That's the claim. Yep. Rating mostly false. What's true? In 2022, a U.S. Department of Health and Human Services substance abuse harm reduction grant did require recipients to provide safe, safer smoking kits to existing drug users. In <laughs> distributing grants, priority would be given to applicants serving historically underserved communities. However, dot, dot, dot. What's false? This was just one of around 20 components of the grant program. You get the <laughs> like, idea. Isn't that insane? It's fucking true. They're like, it's here's true. the thing is all... All those are established fact. Right. It is fact. We just don't like that you're focusing on it. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a lip balm. Yeah. And there's so, lip balm. We are distributing lip balm. People have cracked lips. It is winter. Have you not thought about the lips? And then the lips, like basically everything, every Dem and every left-wing media organization, which is to say most of them, have jumped on is this idea of like misinformation. That is like the definite, that's like Soviet level disinformation dude, dude, of where it's got, like, don't believe your eyes, comrade. I got I got to read the last line in this what's false section for this Snopes mostly false rating 
because it's hilarious, you get a sense of how much they are willing to split a hair to say that um, a Democrat is correct. The purpose of the program was to reduce harm and the risk of infection among drug users, not to advance racial equity. Although that was a secondary consideration. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's insane. So it's like not actually a rebuttal of any of no, it. No, it's like this is actually true, but it's really devastating to the Biden administration, so it's false. So let's split a couple of hairs yeah, and try right. to figure out. Right. Well, wasn't there, and I think Smash, you put your finger on this, wasn't most of this confirmed to the Free Beacon initially? Yeah. Michael, do you have the do you have the original Free Beacon story? I got it up right here. Oh, you looking do, right at okay. it. Yeah. There's a um, there's a part where it says that a spokesperson for the agency told the Washington Free Beacon. Wait, the, can I can I stop you there? Yeah. The agency does that mean is that a government entity controlled by Joe Biden? It sure is. It's the okay. Department of Health and Human <laughs> Services. Okay. Otherwise and, and known as HHS. You've got a deep knowledge of Washington D.C. and how, <laughs> how administrations work. Would their press secretary report to Jen Psaki? It, it is indeed a fact that almost all external communications in the agencies that have some political import check in with the White House. Okay, so what did they say to the Free Beacon? Spokesper- spokesman for the agency told the Washington Free Beacon that these kits will provide pipes for users to smoke crack cocaine, crystal methamphetamine, and, quote, any illicit substance, unquote. Black and white. Oh. I don't So So, like... Okay, let me just read on because you, you got to get more of that. HHS said the kits aim to reduce the risk of infection when smoking substances with glass pipes. There, that's where you get the you know the thoughtful lip balm. They're just smoking tobacco products. Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, well, they say substances. Yeah, uh, so it's not to clearly not tobacco. <laughs> I mean, what I like is they were like, this is not just for smoking crack. You I'm can whole, also smoke your methamphetamine. I'm just holding it for a friend. But but here, here here's what so they get into it, right? So so they say uh, they reduce the risk of infection when smoking substances with glass pipes, which can lead to infections through cuts and sores. Yeah. So they've thought through this. Right. So this is this is the part then that Saki has jumped into to try to say, no, 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 no. There was no actual pipes in the kits. Do we have that audio? But can you clarify for us, were they never a part of the kit or were they removed in response to this reporting and this pushback? They were never a part of the kit. It was inaccurate reporting and we wanted to put out information to make that clear. So let me just go back to that. Okay, it's inaccurate reporting, except for the fact that they've a spokesman for the agency told the Washington Free Beacon that these kits will provide pipes to users to smoke crack cocaine. It wasn't the Free Beacon who said that. Right. It was a spokesperson for the agency. So now, do they not? Maybe they didn't check in with Saki. Huh? And just to get, just to underscore this again, they. This is somebody who reports to her. This is somebody who checks in with her before they wake up in the morning. You know, she she's in charge of the entire communications apparatus of the Biden White House, and regardless of whatever act she puts on in front of the podium every day. She knows everything. Yeah, that's and her job. That's her job. So, but, but. And, and can I, can I just please say one more thing? It's a very easy job. It'd be a Democratic press secretary. It is the easiest job in town. As demonstrated by this story. 
Unbelievable. Right? She Unbelievable. Did. She has two reporters who are like, hey, can you tell me this and can you fix this for yourself so that I don't have to – no, nobody follows up. Nobody says – I'm it's looking because at my feeling is that it's it's they were contacted ahead of time because I think it was April Ryan who 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 was the person who asked this question. It's like they this is part of the cleanup effort. You find your friend in the room, like hey, you know, uh, I think you can you know feel free to ask me something about this because they know it's it's coming from a friend and 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 uh, you know a quote journalist is actively just helping the cleanup on this. And how Look, many cleanups I, do they need lately? I got to be honest with you. This is an argument for a Republican in the White House because if a Republican is in the White House, the media holds them accountable. If a Democrat is in the White House, it's a team sport. It's a total well, team sport. But That's but, it right there. So let me get back to that. You may be saying to yourself, how in the hell do we ever get to a point where we're considering kits? I just, so I, I just wanted to say, like, this is a real headline. Newsweek. Newsweek, which... Sadly, now it's pretty much a left-wing organization, but Newsweek headline, Why the Biden Admin is Handing Out Free Crack Pipes. <laughs> like, I, I woke up today and I saw that. And and not, I the like, reporting has been inaccurate. Well, they hadn't gotten the talking points that it's inaccurate. Uh-huh. They were trying to justify it. No, well, see, that's the thing. And that's the thing that I actually love the most about this story is uh, there's a lot of progressives who would say, yes, this is good well, so- and this should be our policy. And, and it only became a problem once people started reporting on it. Yeah, so exactly. This is what I was going to say. You may ask yourself how you get into a discussion about smoking kits for crack addicts, right. right? This is something that has come up in Democratic-run cities for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Safe injection sites. Like right. That's all over California. So, so Democratic-run cities like San Francisco or Seattle... They have, I mean, according to the Free Beacon, and I know this personally because I've, I've followed this over the years, have distributed these smoking kits to residents previously. So this is this is not some, like, brand new idea that came out of the Biden administration. Left-wing places have been doing this forever. Right. They just federalized the program. Yeah. Right? So, so now this comes up, and she's trying to say that it's not, that they don't do that, that they wouldn't be administering drugs, except, except for the fact that she's got more audio where she talks about what else they do. Yeah, this is, this is pretty key right here. Uh, this program, though, is focused on harm reduction strategies, including prioritizing the use of fentanyl test strips and clean syringes, and all of these harm reduction so- services. What? Wait, so clean syringes. What? Right. So Needles. What, Needles. Syringe is a word for needle, right? So this has gone from giving out free crack pipes to, like, a party in a box. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, listen, if you want to shoot heroin, if you want to smoke crystal, you want to smoke crack. I, so I, I'm, I have the Newsweek article in front of me. you got to see what's in this kit. So it includes uh, uh, testing kits. Uh, safe sex kit is also in there. Safe Re- sex kit? Yeah, they got you condoms. Mean like condoms they and got, stuff. Yeah, they got condoms. It says straight up. Uh, they got uh, power no resources. Way. They got condoms, syringes, and you've got your crack pipe. Like this is just like this is a weekend week? bender in a box. Like White, White Claws and Barry Manilow. Something. <laughs> this is like the Hunter Biden one stop shop. Like okay, folks, you're, think- you got some shit going on this weekend. We got the kit for you. It's just it's just completely wild that like we couldn't keep up with like the testing capacity of COVID in this country for two months around Christmas, but we can distribute kits to help people kill themselves. Smoke crack. That's it's, and, and it's, in, it's incredible. I mean, it's, it says so much that like we have under the Biden administration, the focus for the health and human services department is 
how do we get people their crack pipes and syringes, <laughs> right? But meanwhile, we want to make sure that gyms are shut down. Right. Yeah. right? There can be no talk about like trying to maintain uh, you know, good health and not have comorbidities that put you at risk of this. No, that's that's like fat shaming and, and shouldn't be allowed into the discussion of, of health. The, the Department of Health and Human Services wants you smoking crack. Like, they want that you, doesn't make any sense. It's like bizarre world. They want you double masked outside. But you know what? Maybe you don't want to cut a Listen, hole in that sucker because you got to get the crack pipe in somewhere. I mean, right? it, yeah. If, if a kid's wearing a mask, he or if a kid isn't wearing a mask, he wants to kill grandma. But like, if you're just trying to shoot some heroin, break into some cars, yeah, chill, I mean, come dude. on. Just chill. It's all good. Nothing a little crack won't take care of. I mean, it does beg the question, though. I mean... With all the COVID tests that never showed up, did you guys get any COVID tests? No, so, no, no. No, I don't. I don't know of anybody who ever received any COVID tests. Do you think that the people get the crack pipe kit first? I guarantee it. What's I, the What's the delivery? I mean, is are they like putting priority shipping on that sucker? That's I, an That's an overnight deal. <laughs> that's an overnight deal. Can't wait on the crack pipe. I mean, like I'm guessing the Biden administration already has like a contract with Alibaba. There's going to be like 10 million crack pipes made in China <laughs> headed to our shores very shortly. <laughs> You know, along with the fentanyl also come from China, might as well just send the crack and the heroin. Right. It's real horizontal integration. Yeah. Right. The crack. So the crack pipe takes some craftsmanship, too, though, doesn't it? It's like a glass uh, deal, right? This is a job creation program. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly right. All the glass blowers across America. (laughs) You got a job now. Yeah. You got a job now. Well, uh, should we do some five stars? Well, I'd love to do some five stars. You know, the, the thing I want to do first before we do the five stars, Johnny, is um, I want to talk about tonight. As you're listening to this program, in all likelihood, we are getting ready for our first stage event, a live Ruthless event in D.C. And this is going to be, you guys recall, the whole thing sold out in an hour and a half, right? Mm-hmm. And we're putting together a program that, uh, I mean, honestly, we kind of ran through the the list of the things that we want to do is very loose outline. I think it's going to be very funny. The amount of content is, is bonkers. The Man. amount of the, and the amount of variety, right? Like it's, it's heavy. It's on a the true variety. variety program. It's a true variety program. It's basically an all candy spectacular. Yeah, it is. Right. Yeah. And, and we're going to be releasing that next week. Yeah. I think we'll probably put it out on Monday. Yeah. You know, give people a, a Monday episode, which you know, a lot of people have actually asked for, you know, they're like, I like to start my week. I wish you guys did a, a, a Monday morning episode so, so I could start my week with Ruthless. So what we're going to do is we're going to hold hold out King of the Hill for tonight's. If you're listening to this in the morning on, on Thursday, tonight's Ruthless oh, yeah. Live. Yeah. King of the Hill. We're going to play Claim claim to Fame. We're going to play Demer Journo. So when this episode posts on Monday, you're going to get an all candy spectacular oh, it's, it's it's huge it's and, huge and, and i, I want to give some behind the scenes insight to our dear listeners the reason you know it's being posted on monday is because we're keeping it real we're gonna be way too hungover <laughs> we're gonna be no shape on a friday like, well we're certainly not gonna be in any, we have to, any we have shape to on, entertain we're not gonna be in any shape on thursday night to be edit like doing post-production work on the end no no <laughs> no there's have there's every I mean, every if, swing it, lubrication it, it, going on. If one of us doesn't leave in an ambulance, I'm going to be severely yeah, disappointed. Yeah, we're going to break some records. I will say the only caveat to us releasing the full thing on Monday is if we have deplatforming content, which is entirely possible. Yeah, it's so possible. It's yeah. entirely possible. But, you know, even then, I think we'll probably cut you the king of the hill. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get into the five stars. Michael, do you want to take the first five star? Sure. From Reese CR. The title is Cannot Thank You Enough. 
I was a centrist Democrat for the majority of my voting life. During summer 2020, things were getting out of hand with my former party. I realized I had no place when I would speak up or disagree with some of my friends. I'm a Hispanic woman from, a, from the great and amazing state of Florida living in Maryland. I visited my family in Florida, and I couldn't get over the difference in the contrasting mindset of oh, here, the here. people. Yep. Yes, totally. We, we know that from having been there. I knew what was going on in my state and other blue states just wasn't normal, and it has just kept deteriorating, and I'm watching my autistic son still wearing a mask in his private Catholic school. This Ugh, breaks oh, my heart. God, it breaks my heart to hear that. The school situation has been the most depressing. If we weren't here because of my job and my husband being stationed here on active duty, I would have moved back to Florida. I have always been a fan of Megyn Kelly, who has been super vocal about the kids in school situation and a true voice of reason during these dark times. I heard you guys on her podcast and you guys just made sense and were so upbeat and fun. I love this is going to make me cry. This is like, man, this is why we fight. Oh, man. Sorry. Um, she put a lot of thought into this. Yeah. Totally. I, I love your podcast with uh, Governor Ron DeSantis. I love your vibe with Megyn Kelly. And I, too, think you guys should add her to Ruthless. I love that. As the third? She is the, she, <laughs> she, she is the cherry on top for you guys. Please keep doing this podcast. Add more episodes. I can't thank you enough for being a reasonable and fun podcast during these dark times and speaking in a way that attracts a younger slash elder millennial audience like me with kids. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that could be yeah. the best review, guys. If we can find tough uh, to get Reese, through. I can find. Reese I would CR. love to have this lady on the podcast. I would too. What a great too. story, dude! Reese, reach out, reach out to our uh, to, hit the to official account. account on Twitter if you can. Yeah, hit us on Twitter. Yeah, and I want to I want to get the next one. Uh, Ashwick, you're from Cincy, right? I am the home of the Super Bowl bound Cincinnati Bengals. All right, so this is from Mike and Cincy, five stars. The fellas are enjoyable, good-humored, and widely knowledgeable. Where else can you find exposure to candidates, political insights, and the nuances of horse fighting? Yes. Keep it up. All of those things are equally important. <laughs> they are. I mean, you, we strike a balance between all of them. Yes. You know, you don't overdo one over the other. They all have to be meshed in in a, a <laughs> symphony, if you will. You know, this is another favorite thing I have in the contrast between these two uh, reviews. I think it shows you that women are much more thoughtful people. They put a lot of effort into things, and then a guy is like, okay, one sentence, two sentence, done. Oh, <laughs> taking a shot at him. Listen to the gender inequity he's guy saying, yeah, he's, yeah. Saying, he's saying dudes do not rock. Yeah. That's what he said. He's teaming up with Hollywood Ash Hen. Ashbrook with the lip take. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks thanks for that, pal. Time out. He's in the time out box. Let's get Megyn Kelly in here, shouldn't we? Yeah, seriously. All right. I want to get to this interview with Caitlin Sutherland. Uh, she runs Americans for Public Trust, our sponsor here today. They've been doing incredible work. I can't wait for you to hear it. Let's get to it. So I want to talk about an important group. We've, you've heard us talk a lot about their work over the last gosh, year, I guess, plus now, but maybe even longer than that. It's Americans for Public Trust. And we want to talk to the woman who runs the joint uh, because they're putting incredible work together and holding the administration accountable. You remember uh, the story, gosh, I guess it's a couple months ago now about the CDC basically letting the teachers unions uh, rewrite the guidance for, for letting kids in schools. Well, it, we wouldn't know any of that stuff if it wasn't for Americans for Public Trust and the good work that Caitlin's doing. So Caitlin, wait, w- welcome. Thanks for having me on. So 
what what's new? So I we basically have been covering a bunch of Arabella Advisors stuff because it's the dark money hub that funds a whole bunch of left wing causes, all done through incredibly ridiculous uh, forms and fashions, the fake news stuff, the redistricting stuff. What's new? I mean, I think the better question is, you know, what's not new? You know, the more <laughs> that we learn about Arabella Advisors and the more that our work gets out there and the more that people are finally talking about them, we can see just how far reaching this network is. I mean, we have this huge network that manages five separate nonprofits come to, you know, find out it's all tied to Mark Elias's lawsuits, um, you know, the 51 for 51 campaign in DC, you know, every single, you know, competitive race, um, you know, across the country. Um, and it, you know, we've got the revolving door between the Arabella Advisors Network and the White House um, that we are seeing coming to head uh, in this uh, Supreme Court fight. So remind us, who funds this joint? So America, uh, Arabella Advisors manages a network of nonprofits. We've got uh, mostly, you know, anonymous donors uh, funneling their way into American pro uh, American politics. You know, we know that there's Swiss billionaire uh, Hans Wies uh, is a funder. We have uh, the Gates Foundation, um, but mostly, you know, it's dark money. We do not know where the funding is coming from. Incredible. Um, so, but we do know that it's, you know, the party that decries money in politics um, and decries, you know, outside spending is the one that is now the face of dark money in politics. So obviously, anytime you have a, a huge dark money group on the left that is, you know, causing trouble, it's, it's of some concern. I guess the bigger problem and what you all have figured out is they actually have some results, right? I mean, what we've seen in terms of the CDC reissuing guidance based on teachers unions. Uh, you guys dig into the, the grips of what it is that they're working on. I'm, more, I'm most curious about Mark Elias, who I think is like one of the worst people in the world. This is the attorney the Democrats have had for years that basically go file lawsuits in every election. The, the amazing part is that this guy says he stands for election integrity when all of his work does nothing to, to but undermine elections like how is he intertwined here um well mark elias you know twitter's number one bully uh who is you know every day out there fighting to save democracy is literally the attorney for the arabella advisors network this is the dark money behemoth that just spent over a billion dollars on liberal and left-leaning causes and their attorney is none other than Mark Elias. <laughs> <That's> incredible. <laughs> you know, and so you can't take a look uh, at his Twitter feed without, you know, realizing the hypocrisy um, of what he's doing out there, uh, you know, suing states, you know, uh, talking about, uh, you know, we need to, you know, get rid of money in politics, we need to save democracy. And yet he is literally the attorney for Arabelle Advisors and their entire network to run money through. So and, and they often stand up these nonprofits, you know, that they're the hub and the spokes go out and they stand up these nonprofits that ostensibly, it seems to me like they're there to trick people into what they're trying to accomplish. They're absolutely trying to trick people and accomplish, um, you know, they have these innocuous sounding names that make it seem like they're local 
grassroots groups. We saw it in the 2018 cycle. You know, they popped up in Florida as Floridians for a fair shake. You know, it made it seem like they were this local mom and pop group, um, but there was really a DC organization designed to attack uh, Brian Mast and Vern Buchanan, and that was a 1630 fund. When you have, you know, over a billion dollars and you are operating all these different projects with different names, it's very difficult to know that it traces back to Arabella Advisors. But it's tough to find a single policy, a single person in the White House, a single race that is not touched by this network and their vast wealth. I mean, they basically created the, the fake news network too, right? I mean, all of the local publications and things like that. Oh, it's, they have funded uh, both Courier Newsroom and Acronym. Um, I believe, um, you know, Hopewell gave $8 million um, to back the fake newsroom, which we filed an FEC complaint that is still pending. Um, so you're right. Any single issue that is going on from the Supreme Court to open Senate races, it comes back to this dark money behemoth that is Arabella Advisors uh, that also Mark Elias is part of. So this is one of the most this is why Americans for Public Trust is one of the most important watchdog groups that we've got out there, because honestly, almost every truly outrageous thing that you watch the Biden administration engage in, these guys get to work to figure out how to trace it back. And inevitably, it always does, it seems like. Yeah, exactly. Uh, when you have this network and they've set up in such a way that they do not want us to, you know, to peel back the layers and see where everything is being routed to but because we are finally you know raising the awareness of this network and how far reaching they are you know it's so great to see that people are finally talking about arabella advisors uh and and their entire network and how much money they're about to run through uh the 2022 cycle as well as gearing up for the supreme court fight uh, you know, one of their former projects just said they're prepared to spend, you know, an unlimited amount. And when unlimited. you're part of, yep, when you're part of a network that just spent over a billion dollars, I mean, it truly is unlimited. That is a real threat. No question about it. All right. So for our listeners who are interested in, in finding out more about your work and helping you guys uncover what you're doing, where do they find you? You can find us on Twitter at a public trust. And check out our website at americansforpublictrust.org. Caitlin, you got to keep us updated. I know you keep sending us stuff and we keep using it because it's fantastic work. But keep us updated. Come back on the program. Great. Well, thank you for having me on. Great interview. Great sponsor. All right. What do we have for today? So this is the big one that we want to start with because it's happening everywhere. You're noticing all these lib Democrats across this country who have been floundering in the polls. They've seen the approval rating of the president right on down to your local office ball into the toilet. And they know damn well the reason because what they've done to the American people over the last two years, put people through absolute hell with absolutely no interest in trying to pull back on the mandates from COVID, whether it be masks or vaccines or everything else. They're just, they're, they're tyrants. They're tyrants. And what they've done to our, our kids is unspeakable but now unforgivable and i'll go on about that yeah unforgivable but now unbelievably you see these governors start start to announce that they're pulling back on some of these mandates as if they as if they themselves because of the policies that they put into place mm -hmm. have somehow left their people off better off and they're now saying well we beat COVID." well let me tell you there's no moment to trust the science like when your pollster enters the room and says, 
buddy, you got to look at this. <laughs> it's the political science. I mean, that's you got to trust with. the science. That is the science. But it's true. I mean, truly unbelievably remarkable. I saw, what's her name? Hochul in New York. Yeah. yeah. Right? The place of all, I mean, this is the, the hell on earth when it comes to driving good people out of your city. Yeah hurting children making them eat outside for god's sakes that was it that was new york yeah right running businesses to the absolute ground for two years under the name of science and then now she says well they're lifting all the mandates science is the same by the way infections are the same by the way so i i along this so there's this uh, account on twitter defiant l's which is hilarious they they screenshot hypocrisy in, in just this wonderful way so this is from january 25th msnbc's account tweets in his first 10 days he's gone backwards towards trump experts discuss virginia governor glenn youngkin banning school districts from requiring masks this is from february 7th this is the right step new jersey <laughs> governor lifts mask mandate for schools and daycare starting march 7th is that msnbc that's msnbc same within a month from january 25th to February 7th. We're talking like under two weeks. I'm oh. telling you, Democrats have it so easy so in easy. this country. Because the other thing that we haven't said yet, you were talking about Democrat governors who are uh, Johnny-come-latelys on, on COVID and everything. Did you, anybody catch what the CDC did yesterday? Joe Biden's CDC? They said, keep the masks on yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. So they're not trusting the science. This is 100% they're trusting the polls. Like, they saw what happened. Virginia w- was, was a little bit of a sign to them, but they're so pot-committed. They're like, nah, we got, we got, we got to stay together. We all hang together. And they're like, now they're like, shit. The polling is way too bad. Biden hit an all-time low in his approval. And one thing I, I really want to stress is, yes, you're seeing Dems completely flip flop shamelessly on this, right? But, but I, this is the same to me as like when you were seeing the mayor of San Francisco being like, oh, we can't defund the police when like. After the, the, all the, the stories have been riots, riots. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, where she's like, I am so frustrated by this rising yeah. oh, crime. Who could have done this yeah, hot like dog the, meme? The hot dog meme. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, who, who, we're all trying to figure out who did this. And, and it's like, and, you did it. And that's the same way. As, uh, do not be like, oh, it's, you know, it's nice to yeah, see. Yeah, I'm glad they're reasonable. coming around. Hold them accountable. Hold them accountable. Do not forgive. So I've got I've got one other here for you, Smug, from, from CNN, from Liana Wen, who's, uh, you know, been like the COVID, the doctor COVID expert on CNN. She's had... Gosh, just like hundreds of hits on CNN over, over the last two years. The careers this pandemic has made. Incredible. So here's her on, on December 20th. The point is not that kids don't need masks, but they need at least medical grade three-ply surgical masks. Oh, my God. People should not be wearing cloth masks when much more effective masks is, exist. Okay. Hmm. Oh, here's okay. her on February 8th. Before, there were two camps for for and against pandemic restrictions. Now, there's a third. Pro-restrictions earlier, but recognizing it's a different time now. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And, the, and, 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 the and I got to give a hat tip to Drew Holden. If, if you don't follow him on yeah, Twitter, the, guy's, he's the, great. the guy's got incredible content on this stuff and, and a lot of stuff. He's always producing threads of this hypocrisy. You it, know, as long as we're passing yeah, out He's the thread tip. king. I love Holden. I'm sorry? As long as we're passing out, passing out hat tips... You know who who put it the best on all of this is Governor Ron DeSantis' uh, program, friend of the program, Ronnie D. He said that the medical science didn't change, the political science changed, and now they're feeling the heat. Yeah. It? When, did, when did he put that out? I'm, Just yesterday, two I, days ago. I okay. mean, so this is the thing. Never, ever, ever, ever forget. 
Never forget how we got into this mess. Never forgive. And never forgive. It doesn't matter if our lives are improving. They were willing. They were willing. As long as the politics kept them, they were willing to do this indefinitely. Well, yes. It they was were. a form of control yes. that they savored. That Libs, progressives at their core, want, strive. Their entire identity is based on government control over your life, the likes of which they'd never seen or experienced before until they had it under COVID. And it's and it's the the modern libs, like like the the corporate libs who yes. have become the party of like we can only trust what uh, you know corporate media like CNN is telling us, what the experts are telling us. Stop stop worrying about mom and pop shops that have to close. Right, I'll yeah. order DoorDash every single day that's and the then thing. talk about everybody has to wear three masks. They're like because uh, I can do my job on Zoom. That's the thing yeah. is they they can do their job on Zoom. Um, they're not concerned. They're like oh, I, I, on an app. I just have some peon drop off. Some food at my door, right. and I make sure they scamper off. I don't want eye contact I'll, I'll, with these I'll, people. I'll clap for them at 8 p.m. and let them know they're an essential worker. And then, and, and, and I'll attack <laughs> truckers. Like th- this is, they've become just such a corporatized party that is so separated yeah. from actual Americans' lives, which is why they don't care about inflation, which is why they don't care about gas prices, which is why they don't care about kids being masked. They've separated and insulated themselves to such a degree. Right. That they have no connection to, to the common person. And now, you know, their pollster comes running into the room and is like, this is the worst we've ever seen. And they're like, oh, so there's a third camp, folks. People yeah. who have seen the focus group. And how, the, how, the, how the science has evolved. And, the, and then one other thing I want to say, and, and I mentioned it last night on the, on the Clubhouse, um, you know, for listeners of the Variety program who are on Clubhouse, um, you know, occasionally we're, we're on there with some of the people who listen. And, and one of the things that I said, said, uh, the other night, which I think is important, is like now is the time to actually be the loudest. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because you know, if you're if you're on a group email chain with your school and and these other parents and stuff, the squeaky wheel has gotten the grease. Yeah. And the squeaky wheel has been these lunatics who want to double mask your kids and want them socially distanced outside in thirty degree weather eating their lunch. That is over. That is over. You have to speak up and speak up loud. Look how scared they got when concerned parents started showing up to school meetings. You've got Merrick Garland saying these are domestic terrorists. Like nothing terrifies them more than Americans becoming involved in the process. Right. When Americans are vocalizing the insanity we're dealing with, where the government's willing to give out crack pipes, right. but not control over saying your kids got to wear masks and eat outside in 30-degree weather. Yeah, right. The, and the, what, the they point, want a cookie because they realize that right. they've been nut jobs and the polling is terrible? The, they get no cookie. Your point is, Smug, is like we cannot rest on our laurels here and be like, wow, gosh, it's great they're coming around to the truth that we've known for a long time. The point is now continue being loud continue um you know fighting for your kids because these lunatics won't stop unless we force them. And that's the thing is they're crying uncle so we have to double down well and we we also this is not a win they, we lost two years yeah. yeah some of our kids are not going to be the same some of our kids futures are inalterably different because of the actions that these people have taken yes right so the fact that they finally relent is not a win we got to make sure i mean look I hate to always put this in the context of politics, but this is really what it re- results in because this is what they play. Ultimately, if we're not electing not just people who say the right things now, but people who are there the whole time, like we we need strong, strong conservatives. They're elected in every single. I don't care if you're in a school board or if you're United States Senate, what have you in this midterm. 
You need people who have just stiff spines, man. And, and our governors. Because, like, Yunkin is a prime example to me. Virginia was this deep blue sea. And 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 he was like, we need to end the craziness. I, I'm, I'm going to end the mask mandates. He did that day one. And he's getting, he shows bi- up and and he's getting bipartisan support for doing so. Yep. Yeah. Like, that's it, the thing that people have to realize is, like, there's a lot of chinks in their armor. They have pretended like like that this is unified front against us, and that's not true. They they saw what happened in Virginia, and it's going to come to the rest of the country. Yeah, they, they have a lot of fears. One of the contributors to our show, comfortably smug, mm-hmm. mentioned that <laughs> a contributor. This guy. We are a three, we are a three man podcast. Holmes, Duncan, and Ashbrook. We just a, 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 a this is turning into musical guests. chairs. We got three yeah, chairs. Occasional guests, comfortably smug. <laughs> Listen, they have a lot of fears. And you know who they fear? They fear truckers. They've seen everything that's happened in in Canada, and they know the same thing is going to happen in America, and they are terrified because truckers are unafraid. And these guys are going to ride from one side of the country to the other, and they're going to show Washington, they're going to show these liberal bureaucrats exactly what leadership is all about. Because they're the backbone of our economy, Yeah, right? Like, we actually have a lot more levers of power in our economy than we've used in all of this. Well, I think one thing that's becoming to come very clear in the polling is how much the liberals have abandoned the working class in this country. And beyond that, how much disdain that they have for them. them. They absolutely hate them. They think they're ignorant people, these bigots, these, these disgusting people in the middle of flyover America they don't respect they're like oh this is just some truckers can't we just arrest these folks like you see the discussion around them is they're like we want these people jailed for and they describe it as like a violent insurrection yeah. for honking a horn well dude so so their their whole premise is it, it's incredibly inconvenient for them that there is an american culture that resides outside of soho right or outside of san francisco i mean the, the whole cocktail party circuit that they put themselves on and reinforce their own beliefs with. Yeah. And if you doubt me, just go turn on MSNBC for like 20 minutes tonight. Their ratings keep going down. They keep staying in their little bubble of, of, of madness. Because they think that's reality because that's what they surround themselves with, right? Everyone that they know thinks the same thing. And it is incredibly inconvenient for them to have other people out there with an entirely different set of beliefs that just so happen to make their life possible, right? And so these people want to do everything they can do to submit as much government control on those other people so they can't do, they can't speak out. They think they think right? a, a genie puts the groceries in the grocery store. They yeah. don't They don't care how it gets there. But, but, they like, don't care who, who, who grew it. They, it's but magic. they do, they do know now that they were wrong. And, and that's why what we're but they'll seeing, never say it. No, what we're seeing is just a complete retcon, a complete retconning of the last two years where now we've got Sean Patrick Maloney. You know, this guy is the chair of the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee mm-hmm. who's tweeting out on um, today saying Democrats plan to fight COVID is working. Cases are down and vaccines exactly are widely it. available. Now it's time to give people their lives back. With science as our guide, we're ready to start getting back to normal. What an so, asshole. So a couple of things. What an asshole. Again, again, to quote Ronnie D, political science 
not medical. Yeah, science. notice the campaign chairman's the guy that comes out. With so, yeah, right. Exactly. The campaign. It, it, no, it, it turns out these poll numbers are dog shit, and we're <laughs> underwater, and so we are going to declare victory and take the boot off your neck. And, right. and here's the thing: is aren't you gracious? Are you going to say thank you? Yeah, thank you so yeah. much. <laughs> I, I want to parse his words a little because I think that he's actually saying a lot more than he realized yeah when he put that out there he says now it's time to give people their lives back like the government which, determines which is life. an admission yeah. that they took people's lives from yeah them. right yeah, there's point. no apology there no there's hey congratulations peons you across america it. celebrate yeah. you've that got is you've such got an excellent point right, excellent point, point. You, you finally earned enough social credit points to get your life back i mean just think psychotic just think for a second having the ideology that you are in position because you're a fucking congressman from new york that you can give or take anyone's life back fuck you yeah i mean it's just it's that's totally, the only response is straight up fuck you. It, it is i mean that's what we were talking about like become ungovernable become ungovernable yep to these people, you have to become ungovernable. And I don't mean like, you know, violent or crazy. I, what I mean is when these people say shit is, this is the way it is, that's not the way it is. That's not the way we should be living. I'm saying when every parent on the group email chain, you know, talks about how terrible it is that we're going to end mandatory masking of toddlers, you have to reply all. I I, I, I just don't see any other way. These people have to be bullied and that's in, the thing in, is, into realizing that they've been wrong for two years. There's no other their, way. Their whole ideology right now is, is predicated upon crushing any viewpoints that step away from the narrative. Yeah, right? Joe like, Rogan. Joe Rogan's a perfect example of that. They want to crush any dissent and they think, hey, as long as we can keep all the sheep in line... No, we can keep this up. And so like a yeah. lot of folks and I don't blame you. A lot of folks think, listen, you know, I don't want to be the guy who, you know, yeah, right. I, don't want my kid, I don't want my kids teacher upset with me or I don't want to like, you know, upset the apple cart or whatever. Make but them like, upset. What I what I what Make I think upset. what I think about a lot is like our Thanksgiving episodes. Yeah. Right. Like which is obviously like a funny thing sort of over the top of like how you <laughs> establish dominance. Yeah. This is the time to establish dominance because we've been correct. We've been proven to be correct. Yeah. And we should not give an inch to these people, these psychopaths, any longer. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. And that's you. the thing is, at the end of the day, the most important thing to remember is there are more of us than them. When you uh, l just looking at the data, there are more Democrats now watching Tucker Carlson than yeah. CNN. Right. Because even even some registered Democrats have enough sense to realize that this has been completely insane. That. It, well, it you read, you, I mean, you read the five star review. You read the five star yeah. review. You yeah. know, you know that that woman was a Democrat, right? And she saw it for herself, and her eyes were open. It's yeah. exactly right. And if if it wasn't true, uh, Youngkin would not be governor of Virginia. No, it's a hundred percent. I've watched it in my own neighborhood, right? But right along these same lines, on a different topic, we've we've had a lot of discussion about crime, right? Which, in my view, goes hand in hand with this whole thing because mm -hmm. their COVID strategy wasn't just about exercising government control over every aspect of your life it was also this selective moralism where they were going to choose what crimes that they were going to enforce right yeah. what, or what what things were okay for us to talk about in terms of inner city crime and i'll whatnot. never forget new york issued like a blanket pardon to anyone involved in the riots yeah just blanket pardon unbelievable I incredible well cory bush congresswoman from missouri is still beating the drum on defund the police. Yeah. Unbelievable. And this is 
guys, you could say, okay, it's one crazy congresswoman. It's really not. Nope. This is this, these are the people that they listen to when they set policy. I mean, Cory Bush is who got uh, the Joe Biden to cry uncle uh, on the rent moratorium. Yeah, that's exactly right. She set this is policy. not just a little member of Congress. No, she's, not, she's not some backbencher. She gets Biden to cry uncle. And just just to refresh her memory, the, the federal government was paying people's rent during COVID, and obviously that came to to, to an end. And instead of being able to to exercise that going forward legislatively, Congress was like, no, we're not going to pass that again. Like, that's ridiculous. We're paying people not to pay rent. Yeah, just pay their rent, you know, uh, send them a a stimulus check occasionally, send them a crack pipe, you know, (laughs) and and, and maybe they'll just leave you alone to to rule them with an iron fist. A fun package. Yeah. A fun package. Well, Cori Bush at that point said, no, you have to do this. And so they took the extraordinary, and it turns out totally unconstitutional path to try to unilaterally pay people's rent. Well, of course, the Supreme Court struck that down. But here she is now saying that she's not going to stop using the slogan to fund the police ahead of the fall's midterm, even though some of her colleagues have made that request. And so I I love this so much. So Cori Bush is like, I will not stop saying defund the police, which, number one, when Duncan brought up that, like, Dems are going to try to retcon the, like, uh, actually, we said that masks are bad, how they're going to try to, like, uh, you know, trick the american people into believing that the same way that remember when they tried the whole like actually republicans wanted they to did defund the police and and, and for her to just from the top rope she's like i will never stop i will never stop <laughs> doing that the police so i don't know if you guys remember this but during that whole moratorium fight thing where she was on the capitol steps and everything uh there was a controversy over the fact that she had private security yeah oh yeah that she had private security um and her response to that was, so suck it up and defund defunding the police has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So she gets a private security detail, but defunding the police has to happen. The same way. That's that's the way that these that's the logic of these people. The, the same way that like Gavin Newsom, AOC at the Met Ball. Just they suck won't it wear up, a mask. Dude, suck it up. But all the help has to. Your, chi- your child up. should have to wear a mask. I don't have to wear a mask. In fact, I'll take a picture of me not wearing a mask so I can rub your nose on the fact that the rules don't apply to me. Just so that you know you're below me as a Democrat politician. And then two weeks later, I'm going to say, you know what? I always wanted to end the mask mandates. In fact, we've been fighting to do that for years. It's it's incredible, dude. (laughs) Like, I hate using the term gaslighting. It is. But this is gaslighting. Yeah. The reality is that Cori Bush is not sort of an isolated view in their party. Um, Biden nominated multiple people who want to defund the police. Vanta Gupta, Kristen Clark at the Department of Justice. These are Biden nominees who want to defund the police. So we you, you, we can't let them get away with it. And remember last week they came out. I was asked about this on Fox on Sunday. Last week, Biden came out and said, yeah, we have a real problem with crime. It's gun violence in American cities. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So this is the way that Democrats do this, right? They they can acknowledge the obvious that almost every family is afraid to go to a, a sporting event or a, a theater production or something downtown anymore because of the violent crime. I mean, D.C. is like a carjacking a day. Well, I mean, right? we, we have to be honest. So there like, were long. They somebody was sticking up busboy and busboys and poets with long guns in the middle of downtown D.C. 
Yeah. With long guns, long rifles. They rolled up like heat too. Yeah. On, on, a, on a restaurant, dude. <laughs> on a restaurant. They're like, we got a vegan sandwich. Also, and these dudes roll up also, like also, out. Like the, <laughs> the worst robbery plan in, in history that you're going to like shake down the people doing slam poetry. None of those, <laughs> none of those people have money. There's like a, a block Guy's away. Guy's like, oh, drag. <laughs> oh, what a drag. <laughs> a, a, a block away, there's like a strip club. They're like, listen, I know there's a place. Yeah, that's go to a, a cash a business. Ton of cash. Yeah. Folks, we're going to go in heavy and yeah. hit a bus boys and poets. Yeah. Bus boys and poets. I mean, but, that's how, I mean, I think it's, maybe it's because they're running out of spots. Yeah. Like there are kids now in, in, in DC who are sticking up and killing Uber yes. drivers. Yeah. yeah. Well, dude, so that the problem in DC, and I, th- I suspect this happens in a lot of other cities, is the majority of these crimes are committed by kids, yes. by, by like 16, 17, or 18 year old kids. And you got to ask yourself why. It's because of the policies that these people have put into place either literally or just figuratively in terms of the speech of what they're allowing their communities to do, right? I mean, I'll say this. They're probably the only kids who are okay with the idea of having to wear masks. Yeah, like, no. They're, you roll up in the bank. <laughs> masks have worked out Folks, great for them. Masks work. <laughs> yeah, masks, masks, they, masks are awesome. They pretend like they're against it, but again, they nominate people who are insane. Right. They nominate people who want to defund the police, and and defunding the police isn't the only thing their nominees are. Well, and again, on. like we said, this is because of the dark money groups that get them all there. Like Jen Psaki worked for a dark money group. Like it, that's why they're appointing people because you can't elect people. The American people do not want lawlessness and madness in this country they backdoor it with these crazy ass da's who allow this kind of madness i'm picturing the kids they're like hey you gotta wear a mask, mask cool. and you know those like the the winter ones with just the eyes and the mouth open yeah, <laughs> like the big yeah. sock cap that you throw over your old head that's their idea of a mask in this situation but like back to my point on the gun piece of it it's symptomatic of a much larger problem if these people believe that there is a lawless downtown and that they're not going to be enforced on crime. They're never going to be caught. There is no police presence. And if they are, they certainly won't be prosecuted, or at least not to the sense that they were five and ten years ago. It's going to continue to get worse. And they don't do a damn thing about it. And people like Cory Bush are saying, yeah, the real problem is we didn't actually defend the, uh, defund the cops. I mean... This is who they are. If you listen to the police chief in D.C., his every time he does a press conference, he's like, guys... Unless there are consequences, these problems will get worse. Please listen to me. I mean, like, everybody just pays attention to the mayor, the the city council people. How about we listen to the guy who's responsible, tasked with trying to fix the problem? Yeah. Rather than the woman who is literally clapping on Twitter so that she can get likes and follows. Well, they did. They did. They also did my favorite thing that the mayor of you're talking about Bowser. That's exactly what what she did uh, a couple of days ago is put together a seminar. It's a seminar for for residents of D.C. It's a very helpful sort of packet. And you can get walked through by people that um, just give you some helpful tips on how not to get carjacked. Unbelievable. (laughs) It's unbelievable. And, you know, you know, the packet wasn't put together for free. (laughs) Probably assembled by a consultant. Well, and, and, and again, to, get, to to go back, like when they try to do the old switcheroo where they're like, this is gun violence. Like there was this AR-15 flying around the country setting buildings on fire during well, the summer. Okay, okay, okay. Like, okay. Yeah, and, and it was gun and violence. Smug, smug, that's I'm really, really, really glad that you mentioned that because this is very newsworthy as well, is that um, the U.S. Attorney's Office is seeking leniency for a lot of these people, these violent rioters during the 2020 BLM riots. 
This is something a few of the Republicans on Capitol Hill have mentioned lately. I know McConnell sent a letter to DOJ. Tom Cotton's been all over it. Hawley's been all over it. Here's the one thing. This is the government lawyer uh, pleading for leniency for this guy who set a building on fire where a man was killed. This is this is from the sentencing opinion. Even the great American advocate for nonviolence and social justice, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. stated in an interview with CBC's Mike Wallace in 1966 that, quote, we've got to see that a riot is the language of the unheard. That's the excuse that our American U.S. attorneys are using to get leniency for arsonists who burned down buildings and killed people. And they're going to sit there and say, we are concerned with rising crime in America. And this is what the agents of the state are doing on your behalf, saying these people should have less time in prison. It's fucking bananas. It's bananas. Here's my question. Is the same U.S. attorney going to describe the, the voice of the unheard the same way when truckers drive across this country? No. Or are they going to take away no, they'll their be ter- They will be terrorists. At that point, they're terrorists. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, I, I mean, that's that's just the sum and substance of it. Again, that's why we are ungovernable. <laughs> I mean, I'm just <sighs> I, I'm trying to keep from laughing at the joke of like, now you've got kids with the N95 and a 45 <laughs> going around <laughs> taking care of business because there's like no laws in Biden's America. <laughs> if the mailman can get through a get the crack pipe fun pick fun pack. It is. insane. I mean, like I, sometimes I just I you have to take a step back because like. I know how, like, we're going fight to fight from fight to fight from fight to fight. But I think part of it is they just want to wear you down with their insanity. Yeah. But, like, when you you take a step back, it's like, how quickly did we get to this point in America where they're sending out crack pipes in the mail? Kids aren't going to school. They shut down gyms. Like, yeah. Look, this this administration is completely messed up. I mentioned the people that they nominated uh, at DOJ, but those aren't the only insane nominees. We got another one coming up. There's another one that actually had a hearing yesterday, a leftist FCC nominee. That's the uh, Federal Communications Commission, Gigi Son. And she faces, I would say, some hurdles. But this is, you know, like we've, we, we've resisted the temptation to weigh in on every single nominee, just the ones that really deserve it. Yeah, like the, I mean, she is so crazy, dude. This is just absolutely crazy. I, let, let me, let's play the, the Ted Cruz audio. And by the way, it's striking. The one network that didn't sign the agreement was Fox News. Fox News also happens to be the network that you've shown incredible animus towards. I got to say, I've been in the Senate 10 years now. I've never seen a nominee for any regulatory board who at the exact moment of her nomination saw the, the company's that would be regulated by her effectively give a $31 million, $300,000 gift to a company on whose board she sits. That, that, that is truly stunning and it's disturbing. Can I say respectfully? So, I mean, listen, it's the tip of the iceberg. What Cruz is talking about is this alleged huge conflict uh, with this group that she was on the board of that received these huge corporate gifts right at the time that she's being nominated to regulate them. Total coincidence. Total coincidence, I'm sure. But she has problems that are a mile long aside from that, right? This is a progressive telecom lawyer. And this is, I think, according to the New York Post, 
Um, she's an activist who co-founded an advocacy group funded by a lefty billionaire, George Soros. Hey. Wow. Oh. That's so weird and random. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe that. Wait, was he born in Topeka? <laughs> He certainly was not born in Topeka. He was certainly not. I love that. But he's, obviously there's overwhelming opposition from Senate Republicans, but now this lady is starting to become a problem on the left. She's got some lukewarm, according to the Post, lukewarm support for moderate Dems in the Senate, making her nomination a tough lift for the Biden administration. I, I want to read a direct quote from the uh, uh, from the Wall Street Journal. It says, in addition to her hyperpartisan social media presence, Ms. Sohn has dubbed Fox News, quote, state-sponsored propaganda and has urged the FCC to look into whether Sinclair Broadcast Group is, quote, qualified to be a broadcast licensee at all. Oh yeah, God. I mean, that's insane. She, she wants to be a government regulator, and she's going to call a private cable news network state propaganda. Yep. And she wants to be state propaganda and and, and and like think about that think about that there is no actual principle to these none psychopaths none at all all they want is the levers of power to tell you what you can know and not know. and again exactly just silencing your enemies she was asked in the hearing uh, whether her tweets calling to ban conservative media uh like what what's the logic behind that and she says i was just a private citizen oh Oh, as a private citizen, as a I don't, private citizen, I don't, I don't hold those beliefs yeah. now currently because that was private citizen time. Yeah, no, now no. I'm a blank slate. Like, please, and now me. I can be a regulator. She's like, this Think is about fucking insane. That this is. is why you should give me the lovers of power, folks. Unbelievable, so, dude. So just remember that name. Is right? she is she in committee right? Yeah, now? right now. Gigi Song. I swear to God, dude, if one Republican votes oh. to, to 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 put this person in the FCC. You're out of your fucking mind. Man, You're we, out of your we, mind. We used to have Ajit Bai, man. Things got dark fast. Things got really dark <laughs> yeah, fast. Yeah, the dude's a legend. But the listen, dude is a legend. listen, look at the strategy. What they're trying to do is grow government. They're trying to empower government. They're trying to make these bureaucrats so powerful that we can't do anything about it. I think we've seen that in another part of the world, unfortunately. Anybody want to guess which country that might be? No, oh, feels feels China. China? China-ish. Feels like it might be up the road of, of smug. Are we talking, yeah, I mean, I'm ready to go off. I, well, I, I will say, though, the one thing about uh, China that I, I've been interested in is the Olympics and only the Olympics. Uh, but I saw this, this story yesterday about how journos... Um, they have beds for them on the Olympics. Oh, pods. It's, pods. it's better. Yeah. They, put, they have little glass, like, cases. Yeah. It's like a phone like, booth. But the th thing is, is, is so like, journals are always putting out these takes of how like, eat the bugs, <laughs> live in the pod, and China's just like, okay, bitch, you asked for it. Like, listen, she's bad, but this might be good. Put the journals in pods. Put the journals in pods. Apparently, and they have pictures of these things. You can see them at the on the AP. Yeah, the AP says like, uh, uh. uh China is forcing journos to sleep in transparent pods. I mean, it, it's insane. So it says several corridors at the main media center are lined with sleep rest cabins, small pods that open with a QR code and contain beds. <laughs> Not everyone was excited about napping in see-through box in full view of anyone walking by, though. <laughs> Uh, an Italian journalist said the pods reminded him of something you might find in a psychiatric ward, yeah. which is where you put the journals, folks. I think it's, they figured it out. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. I, I, it, if 
these were in a psychiatric ward, people would be like, I'm not sure that that's a good idea. Right. What we're looking at here, just to describe to the listeners, we are literally looking at a picture of what appears to be high school lockers with a clear door. Yeah. Can you imagine it, living think, in that? I think it, all journals should be stuffed in lockers. It's some, some, and we should all be able to we see We should it. put these up in the Capitol. Yeah. I mean, got, it's unbelievable. They've got like this weird, like blue ambient yeah, light. Yeah, look at it. Well. Yeah, that makes it better. Well, no, I, I think what I like about it is it almost makes it look like the person inside is like on display. They're like a, a zoo animal. <laughs> they're like a scientific experiment. It does look like a zoo animal. <laughs> it's so true. Honestly, look at that. Honestly, put the journals in their little pod cages. Well, you it's like an eye on it's like the heating lamp you have to get for the iguana in the terrarium. <laughs> They're lizard people. He's like, listen, you have to give them a heat lamp. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the Chinese do something right. Oh, it's unbelievable. unbelievable. Uh, so, all right. So last piece of like serious business here, fellas. Did you see this Homeland Security bulletin that was published Tuesday? No. So the Department of Homeland Security puts out this thing. That, let me just read a little bit from it. The United States remind, uh, remains at a heightened threat environment fueled by several factors, including an online environment filled with false or misleading narratives and conspiracy theories and other forms of misinformation and malinformation. In, uh, I don't. Somebody's going to have to explain the difference in that. Uh, introduced uh, and amplified by foreign and domestic threat actors. Interesting. So I... You know, I have noticed that this has been a problem. I, if anybody, have you watched CNN lately? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a funny thing. It's like, uh, again, like just the same way that Merrick had a crackdown when there was any sort of uh, anyone saying or thinking anything different at this point is is labeled. Number one, they the first, first stop is they'll say that's misinformation or disinformation. Then they'll be like, all right, put them on the list. I mean, honestly, I think this is great news. It sounds like the Department of Homeland Security is going to arrest... <laughs> Every Democrat who three days ago said you have to mask your toddler for it spreading sounds, misinformation. This like, sounds great. It sounds great. And it sounds like Adam Schiff ought to be getting out of the country. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. that boy, oh boy, that guy under bye, these terms. Bye. 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 It sounds like he's got a real problem. A real problem. So, so does Swalwell. Yeah. Oh, well, you know. So this, bullet, this bulletin is insane. It's, it says here, key factors contributing to current heightened threat environment include the proliferation of false or misleading narratives, which so discord or undermine public trust in U.S. government institutions. Oh. Mm, there it So is. the same way that, yeah. like, you've got Snopes being like, listen— the Biden administration isn't sending out crack pipes. They're sending out crack pipes. But it's not a program. Right? It's not the it's not the biggest part of their yeah. crack. Their crack pipes are not the biggest part of their crack pipe program. <laughs> and that's why it's false. <laughs> and that's why you need to be in jail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Folks, this is why we had to empty Gitmo because we have to make space for conservatives. <laughs> like, <laughs> Amazing. We gotta uh, have our crack pipe program and we're not gonna have people saying it's it does exist. Yeah. Well, listen, we are this has been a hell of a program we've gotten through a lot of serious stuff but we're we're unburdening ourselves because we're looking forward to having a big time tomorrow or so tonight tonight it'll be tonight and and it's going to be an all candy spectacular all candy so when we post this on the feed as you're listening now on monday it's a treat it's, it's a, i mean it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be it's a, a treat show. yeah all right smuggle so I mean, that was an absolute banger of an episode. I mean, it was like all fire. <laughs> all fire. We've got a couple fires this week. I mean, I got to say, you know, thanks again to our listeners. And thank you to everyone who's going to be showing up at the event tonight. 
So, until next time, minions, keep the faith, hold the line, and own the libs. We'll see you on Monday. Stay ruthless.